0: Morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you may be. Thank you for joining us. Another episode of catching up with Jacob. And yes, we're back. We're back from Australia, New Zealand. What a wonderful time! But also another another brother's back back from India, Jacob Prash. Jacob, how are you doing today? Wonderful to be back. Thank you so very much. Every blessing. Good to see you, dear brother. Glad you're back, and glad you're back and uh, back at home, and uh, you can get ready for your next set of actions as you're uh, always on the move, always on the move. God bless you. And we also have uh, down the street from not too far from my house, Jay. How you doing, Jay?
1: Actually, I don't think I'm down the street from you right at the moment.
0: Oh, sorry. That's
1: right. You're not. I'm still stuck in Texas, and hopefully I'll be out of here on um, Tuesday.
0: Texas. That's right here. Yeah. There you are, Texas. Well, our hometowns originally so <laughs> uh, uh houston area god bless you brother god, glad you're doing well and down under just spent some time with them down in australia
2: davy how you doing Pretty good. Thanks, dear brother. And you, please know you're welcome back anytime. Everybody's already saying, when are you coming back? <laughs> we oh, a back
0: so. Wonderful time. Good morning to everybody in Australia, New Zealand. Great to be with you. Well, it was great to be with you in person. Now I get back to be with you online, but it was a wonderful time. Uh, Jacob, real quick, before we get started, uh, a couple of things. Actually, let's go... Um, Jay, can you talk about the podcast real quick? And then we'll go to Jacob in a moment. Uh, but just in general, uh, you know, when I was there in Australia, New Zealand, uh, it was wonderful to me. the believers there. And and a lot of them were asking, hey, can we get more stuff? They love they the content. They love the Bible studies. They love the updates. And I kept telling them, get to the podcast. It's easy to listen to. So a lot of people knew, but a lot of people didn't know. So can you mention that um, and, and give us just an understanding of, about the podcast, where to get them? and what to do with them, because a lot of people just watch on YouTube, and they, they don't realize that they could also save on their data plan by simply downloading it from a podcast.
1: Absolutely. So, if uh, if I could, just go to Amazon Podcast. Uh, also, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Podchasers, uh, Spotify. There are so many different platforms that Morio has podcasts loaded to. And just download a podcast uh, if you want to Check out some of uh, Jacob's old lessons. They're all there. If you want to check out uh, some of the new lessons that he's doing, currently he's doing a really great lesson on Exodus. Also, Mm -hmm. uh, Marco's going through the Book of Amos. A lot of his old teachings are there as well. Uh, You know, you have Sandy. There's just so much content for you to download and listen to when you're in airplane mode or in a car that's getting spotty Wi-Fi or spotty data. Anyway, <laughs> uh, lots of uh, resources for you to download, listen, learn, and grow. Uh, all brought to you by our podcast team.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much. And to do such a great job, Tim, and uh, and the believers there. So wonderful, wonderful. And, uh, yeah, you can get a hold of it and send it to your friends, to your loved ones, to your enemies. Say They also need the gospel, too. And um, you can let them know what Jesus has done for you. And, and through these Bible studies, they can learn of the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Uh, Jacob, you ready? To, um, wanted to ask you about uh, India and how we went there. Before we talk about Australia and New Zealand, uh, just a little bit about what happened. And uh, as, as much as you can talk, I know some of the stuff is, is very sensitive and we can't say too much, but just what you could say.
3: Well, the Morial Church that we opened, we built the building. It is halfway between... Amritsar, the holy city of the Sikhs, and Lahore, Pakistan. It's quite close to the Pakistan-India border in the area of Indian owners, Punjab. Um, and again, there is persecution. The church, however, is already thriving. We had a number of unsaved political officials, dignitaries, mostly from the Sikh religion, um, local council officials and things like this, who came to the opening and heard the gospel. Um we had to have security out front and so forth, but it was quite an event. It's going to be posted on the Morio website on the missions page within the next few days, along with some photographs. I was there, of course, with Pastor Mark Jackson, with Pastor Vijay, who is in Punjab, and Samuel, who operates, who is the house director of the Morio orphanage, andhra Pradesh. So we were all there together, and we were joined by Mark's wife, Maggie, and some others. And the Lord really, really blessed it. I was surprised as to how well attended it was, how many people came. I spoke at some other churches, and we also had a very, very important pastor's conference. India is the most populous country in the world, but it is in a gross, gross amount of spiritual darkness. Hinduism, Jainism to a lesser degree, Sikhism, but major in Punjab, Buddhism. um, And most of the Christians, or at least a lot of the Christians, are in Goa, they're Roman Catholic, because it was formerly a Portuguese colony. You don't have a lot of believers as percentage of population, um, although it is growing. But here's what I encountered in Punjab. I actually met people, people who worked in the best Western hotel, when I tried to share my faith with them or witness to them, they never heard of Jesus Christ. Wow. They never heard of Jesus Christ. There are not millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people in India who never even heard of Jesus Christ. Never even heard his name. Didn't know what I was talking about. Wow. How will that nation of that size with that many people more people now than China, and its population is younger and growing. Unlike China, that's in demographic decline. Yeah. How will those people ever hear the gospel?
0: Yeah.
3: The challenge is unbelievable. Moriel's role is very small in contrast to the demographic reality of the challenge. But we are there because God has put us there. Um, we're doing well, but no matter how well you do, you're not even going to dent the surface with that many people. It is only going to be a tremendous move of God, almost of a historically unprecedented proportion that will make the kind of impact on India that India needs. At least in China, you have an underground church. The gospel was brought to India by William Carey, the Baptist, who had to fight the Calvinists and the Baptist Union in England to be able to go to the mission field because the Calvinists didn't believe in evangelism and missions. Carey did. He was like, to India, what Hudson Taylor was, to China. And he worked and he battled. But now his ministry is taken over by theological liberals who don't believe what he believed. They only believe in a purely social gospel. The legend or the legacy of William Carey is, is, is basically not there. Hmm. You find that very, very often in many places. In England, for instance, the, the Baptist Church of John Bunyan in Bedfordshire is theologically liberal. Uh, they're, they're not believers. And it was the church where John Bunyan had been the pastor. Um, You find that in many Methodist churches. You find it in Wesley's Chapel on City Road. You find that in England. The people there now don't believe what their forefathers or founding members believed. Well, India is is very much like that. They believe Thomas the Apostle came to India, which does have a historical basis. But there's all kinds of legends that are historically impossible to verify about where he was buried and all these kinds of things. Um, He was the first one to bring the gospel to India. Uh, But that was in the first century. He was said to be martyred there by historical tradition. But the number of Christians in in India, I've seen other places like that, like Japan, where there's just so few Christians. But, But the population of Japan... About 120 million or so, or 140 million at most, if I forget, it's around there, is minuscule, minuscule compared to India. You could not believe how many people. And the superstition and idolatry is unbelievable. Unbelievable. As I've said before, when you see the caste system and the injustice associated with it, it is unbelievable that Westerners would turn to things like gurus, ashrams, and, and yoga. Look where it comes from. People need to understand that Christianity and Judaism, or the Judeo-Christian faith, is predicated on the eradication of evil. Hinduism requires the perpetuation of evil. It's a religion that demands requires evil be perpetuated because of their doctrine of karma. If you did something bad in this life, somebody has to do that to you in the next life. Hence the poverty, social injustice. These things are not seen as problematic. They're seen as karma. They're seen as part of the natural order. It seemed right that cows are fed sacks of wheat and children are allowed to go hungry. That's their karma. Hinduism is based on this idea of, of of karma, which requires the perpetuation of evil. Um, and Westerners don't understand that. They're just so naive and so gullible. They have their equivalents, in a odd sense, in these university students who were stupidly calling themselves liberal and revolutionary who support Hamas without realizing what Hamas would do or does do to homosexuals, to women's rights, to, to that kind of stupidity, a blindness that is a woeful blindness. Um, India is an eye-opener, yet you've got people going there f- from the West, looking for spiritual truth and meaning meaning in, in, in a religion where the life of a cow was more worth more than the life of a baby, where poverty and injustice with the Dalit, the outcasts of the caste system, are not seen as problematic. They're seen as the natural order. A religion that is not aimed at the eradication of evil, but requires the perpetuation of it. This is India. If anywhere needs prayer, it is India. What a mission field. I cannot express my admiration enough to people like Mark Jackson, Who directs Oriel's work there? To have to and very often he lives in in, on the edge of subhuman poverty with the locals uh, for the sake of the gospel. I mean, certainly staying in when you stay in places that are alive with roaches and rats. I mean, and again, you have the Janus who believe that they have as much right to live as a human. Um, this is what you're dealing with. This is India. The India that you see on the Ministry of Tourism commercials, Visit India, they'll show you the beach in Goa or a five-star hotel in Mumbai or a Bollywood movie set. That's not the real India. The real India is is very, very different. That's where I was. Yet, God has his people there. And although it's a very small percentage of the population— there are believers there and the churches are growing. And Morial's ministry in India is growing. We covet your prayers. We need your support. I'll wear my India, Moriel India shirt next week. I haven't unpacked yet. <laughs> I have my Morial India notebook and here's my Morial India pen. <laughs> there it is. Um, <laughs> bought some souvenirs back from Morial India. But that is it.
0: Thank you, Jacob. What a wonderful news. What a wonderful wonderful thing the Lord is doing. And we need definitely to pray. How will they hear unless somebody preaches to them? How will they ever hear somebody unless somebody goes? How will they ever go unless somebody sends them? That's the Paul the Apostle. That's not just good wisdom. Those are holy scriptures in which Paul the Apostle told that about the Jews, but in general principles to the world to go out. and Hundreds and- of millions of people have never heard of Jesus. That's amazing. I mean, it's hard to imagine living here in the West, and even in Latin America where I live. You know, we we all know about Jesus. We all know heard about Jesus. At least yes. there is a God frame in our in our thinking. Yes, you know who God is, who Jesus is in terms. I mean, might not know him personally, but we've heard of him. Makes the gospel easier to a certain extent, right? But you go to a place that's never heard of him. Yes, and those are places that I believe that uh, the Lord wants us to be. And 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 may the Lord bless Mark. And, and the pastors there is Samuel still involved there, uh, Jacob. Yes,
3: he is, he is. Well, he's he is. he's based obviously down at, at the orphanage. Yeah, in Um Anwar Pradesh,
0: but he was with us in, in Punjab. Amen, amen. I must have missed his name. Because I heard you mentioned a couple of names. I don't know if I heard Samuel, but God bless him. I, I've seen I've seen pictures of him. Amen. The Lord continue to use him and his it's wife.
3: Incredible that Lord Samuel didn't speak Hindi. A lot of people in the south don't speak Hindi that well. They speak it a little bit. Interesting. The only way Samuel could talk to the pastors in Punjab was in English, <laughs> and a little bit and a little bit Hindi.
0: Yeah, interesting. You know? <laughs> that is fascinating. That is very yes. fascinating. Yeah, and, uh, and, and 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 Jacob, I, I know there's persecution there. Let's we can talk about it next week. I don't want to reveal too much, but I know there's a lot of persecution yes. uh, toward the believers, especially with Modi's government and their uh, pure nationalist uh, Hindu yes. idealism. Uh, So we have to pray for the believers there there because it's not, you know, it's not like setting up in Singapore. It's not like setting up in Japan where it's nominally, you know, uh, benign. The Indian
4: government
3: just concluded some kind of a armistice with the radical Hindus. This is the government now. Concluded an armistice with the radical Hindus in Manipur, where they were murdering Christians. But in Punjab, the persecution comes from radical Sikhs. Sikhs, Uh, that's right. And then in the Khalid and things like this, and in Pakistan, nearby, right on the Pakistan border, the persecution, of course, comes from village Islam.
0: Islam, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. I'm, I'm glad the Lord protected you and the believers there while you were there. And, of course, we continue to pray for the protection of God's people in there. Now, concerning Australia and New Zealand, what a wonderful time we've had. I'm not going to take too long on it. We We are desiring to bring Brother Pierre on soon. And uh, he can share a little bit more about Moriel, uh, New Zealand, and uh, what's going on there with the believers. But it was a wonderful time to be in both places. And we are very thankful for the churches that had us there, uh, such as uh, uh, the one in Sydney and Sutherland Christian Fellowship, and, uh, of course, in Melbourne. I think it's called the Church on the uh, of the Cross, right, Davey? Yeah, yep. Paul Homer. Right. Yeah, Pastor Paul Homer. So uh, it was wonderful. And we thank the Lord for those churches that had us there. And we had a wonderful time meeting all the believers in different home fellowships and ministries that are there, home gatherings, as well as, uh, uh, you know, we rented uh, hotel spaces and things like that. It was absolutely amazing. We met so many wonderful believers that are now, uh, I believe the Lord's calling them to be engaged and to be engaged in uh, gospel preaching, gospel living and um, making disciples of their nation and those who are nearby them. And we met so many wonderful young men uh, that that are on fire for the Lord, especially up in Queensland. And uh, my heart's with them. My heart's with them. Not only in Victoria, such wonderful believers there that met at uh, Davy's house, and uh, but in Perth was awesome as well, Davy. Uh, So many, I mean, the, the work that the Lord has been gearing up there by working in people's hearts prior us to being there, and setting up the fact that we were there to encourage them and to build them up. And now to go out and make disciples and to live for the Lord and to live for um, for Christ with one another and the fellowship of believers as well. Um, people that drove from different places, different hours. I remember uh, Brother Phil driving for a long, long ways just to meet with us. Uh, people from Tasmania that came to see us. Uh, wonderful. And then New Zealand was what's was, was was the same. Uh obviously smaller countries, but nonetheless, it was an awesome experience there with Pierre, his family. And hopefully we uh, uh we made an impact there with the believers, not only in Auckland and Christchurch, uh in Hamilton and Palmy. Um we also <laughs> we go out there, um Hamilton, and of course we were in um what was the other city that we went to? I had all these names in my head. Uh we went what to we five different cities. Uh I had it written down. Wellington was awesome. Wellington was so awesome to meet Warwick and the Palmerston North and Christchurch and, of course, in Auckland and Hamilton and, uh, I've heard from Pierre that the, the, the believers are gathering together. They're believers that are willing to meet together. So it's been an awesome response. And I really encourage the believers there, if, if they're watching today, if they watch it later, that, uh, continue on because there's a lot more important what happens now than when I was there, uh, sharing and, 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 and ministering there and teaching because the, the work of the kingdom has to continue and it has to be done by God's people. He'll bring the, he'll do the work. Uh, he'll bring the people, I should say. But we have to do the work of of the kingdom, ministering to them, discipling them, and I think that started, and I pray that it continues in the hearts of people, and they will grow, um, and it will grow, and it will grow to uh, a wonderful fruit, the fruit of the labor that the Lord has uh, has given us. So, Davey, any thoughts on? Um, I mean, I can go on and on and just different. I, things that happened uh but it was so many wonderful believers and, and some of them are still contacting us uh but anything that stood out to you anything you want to say to the believers in australia and new zealand you were there for all 20 days with me <laughs> you were tired you you know we we you, you dragged me across the finish line just to get to the end but uh i, I think the lord us uh, <laughs>
2: all across the finish line um and, yeah, awesome. i know we're all exhausted but uh Look, it was worth it. And um, I can't wait for the next time. It has been really what we've needed. We've needed someone to bring us all out of hiding, someone just to encourage us, to revive us, to refresh us, uh, you know, with the word, not just with the word, but with fellowship one with another. Uh, It it was great. Uh, Look, I I really appreciated the time you took, Marco, to spend with people and do. It was kind of like it really made a, a difference. I mean, it was kind of like <laughs> uh we'd still be there talking with people if it you know it was kind of like I know it was midnight, and it was kind of like, uh, you know we probably really needed to get some rest and stuff like that, but I really appreciate all that time um that you spent with people it fellowship's still happening, it's kind of like, and we're still getting people coming in emailing who you Didn't even necessarily attend the conference, but they're wanting to get more involved in fellowship. They're looking for fellowship. I do apologize. I owe a few of you emails in that. Uh, We do have a mail out. We will be getting out this week. Uh, But, yeah, it really has stirred everybody up. People are already connecting. Connections were just happening. It was fantastic, especially, like, I think of um, in Perth, we had a couple hadn't met. They met there, they have teamed up they're going out evangelizing Man. evangelizing um gosh, it's given our little group here such a boost really, and it was kind of like um uh, we're we we're just blown away, Marco, and uh we really thank you, we thank uh community church of divorce for supporting you. We thank your wife and family, lord for you know for getting behind you and you know for um allowing this to happen. it was kind of like I know it was hard being away <laughs> from your. Wife and well, I'm glad she was
0: still home when I got back. So
2: I'm glad <laughs> she was still there. Yeah, but look, it was a sacrifice, uh, and the people praying too. It's kind of like we needed the prayer. Amazing. I want to thank, thank to special thanks to Steve, um, to Jay for all those who uh, prayed and uh, took part in prayer groups for us because we really did need it. And I, I thank you so much. And look, we're going to see a lot of fruit from this. It's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like mind blowing, but but it's been super encouraging. So thank you. Thank you, dear brother. And we can't wait to have you back. (laughs) All right. Well, as long as Albanese would have me back,
0: if Albanese is (laughs) okay for me to come, then uh, I'll I'll be there. But uh, may the Lord bless you guys and especially the, the church that meets in your home and the believers in New Zealand as well. And uh, I can't wait to hear what the Lord does because it was so many such good fruit. But I, I mean, I can. I, you guys are all in my heart. Put it that way. You haven't stopped being in my heart. And uh, I prayed for you. I remember you with great with great fondness. And I believe the Lord is only beginning there. And uh, out of a whole three years of just madness that's gone in the world, it was so good to be with believers that really want Jesus and they really want to lift him up. And, and pray for each other. There were so many people that came out. They didn't have churches, and, and they heard we were coming. So they came. They found new fellowships, and and and, and it was just so many people that were, had been hurt, isolated, and, and the Lord doesn't want us to be an island. He wants us to be connected to fellowship. And I think the, uh, the Memorial team that helped us out tremendously, tremendously, and, uh, and I pray that the Lord will will gear up more and more uh, Memorial Australia, the churches there. Uh, memorial new zealand and the churches there there's so many good things and uh uh we're behind you 100 we're behind you in prayer and 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 you know we're we're putting you know we're putting it where our mouth is we're putting action to our words so may the lord continue to use them all right if there's anything else we can we can save it for next time but we do want to bring pierre to tell us more about what's going on in New Zealand because it's fantastic, and, uh, and and perhaps we'll hear more about Australia soon because I think some good things are happening there, especially with the leadership there, Davy. Um, so may the Lord use you guys in tremendous uh, in tremendous strength that we're going to need for these days. So in talking about this, uh, Jacob, you ready to catch up? I'm ready. All right, Jacob. Riots erupted when I was away last week, and your families. Home country, which is your mother's home country, in Ireland. I don't know yes. if she was born in Dublin, but Dublin was absolutely. Our family were from, from Donegal. Donegal, close enough. <laughs> Dublin was on fire. Children yes. were stabbed last week. An Algerian-born national went on a stabbing spree, injuring three children, three Irish children should have been deported by all accounts should have been deported no doubt 20 years ago but thanks to NGOs and the Irish government he was allowed to even have a passport he was uh, he was he was found guilty of carrying knives back in May of this year don't know why he was allowed to continue in that kind of behavior but Dublin's destruction is quite serious several stores been destroyed now that calm has set in to an extent now the real the real fangs come out from the government and this is online censorship and the legislation that's coming um you talked you, you made a great video on it i encourage people to watch it it's about uh, what is it called ireland be uh, beware or ireland based on obadiah 15 yeah obadiah 15 so get a hold of that If we can yeah. put a link to that people need to watch it but now that calm to an extent has been restored jacob let's talk you, you talked about the illegal immigration and all that that's going on uh you can you can read Rehash it a little bit, but let's talk about what the government is doing. Leo is at, at a war path right now and trying to censor not the homosexual. To
4: crime,
0: yeah.
3: is a
0: half Hindu homosexual Taoiseach,
3: Prime Minister of Ireland. That's Vatica. The president, who's the titular head of Ireland, chief of state, is a ridiculous, pathetic figure. There are no good political parties of the main parties, Fianna Foyle, Finnegale, and um, Sinn Féin. None of them are any good. None of them. There's not a conservative party as such in Ireland. It's not about that. The original Sinn Féin party um, were Irish nationalists. The current Sinn Féin party is pro-Islamic. The original Sinn Féin... Meant ourselves alone, ourselves alone. They wanted an Irish nation that was nationalistic, that was Celtic, and that was independent from Britain and other countries. They did not want this immigration. They never would have wanted this kind of immigration policy. 19%, 19% of Ireland's population are now immigrants. Many of them, many of them are Muslims and radical Muslims bought in by all three parties, with the yeah. blessings yeah. of all three parties.
0: Hey, Jacob, people, can I give you some stats real quick, uh, just for people to know? In the last 12 months leading up to this year, yeah. 141,600 immigrants have landed in Ireland. The Irish population has increased by 2%. That's huge. Yeah.
4: Many the, if They're the, Muslims. They're the, Muslims.
0: If you were to look at it, just those in the U.S., if you look at it per capita, it's similar to the U.S. expanding by 9 million people, if you're going to look at per capita. Sorry, Jacob, go on to just, I just want people to realize the the, the enormity of this. Some were Ukraines,
3: most were Muslims, some were Africans, but the largest number would be Muslims. Yes. This is absurd, and they're, they're reaping what they sowed. The governments of Ireland are increasingly condemning Israel for standing up to radical Islam. Well, they're controlling it. Well, Mm. now they're beginning to see what it is. Um, Again, Obadiah 15. I would refer people to the video clip that you mentioned. A warning to Ireland. Warning to Ireland, yes. People stand up, including the boxer, Conor McGregor. Yeah. uh, They're being investigated for hate crimes. If you disagree democratically as a matter of free speech with the policies of the left-wing Irish government concerning immigration, they're investigating you for hate speech. They're trying to outlaw opinion. We ha- we are 19% foreigner now because of immigration. Many of these people are Muslims who do not share our values. And they're jihadists, they're radical, they're sharia, they're etc and if you speak out against it we consider that to be criminal this is just a national betrayal of Ireland by its own leadership and some Irish people are beginning to see it mm. but they're standing up yeah and being castigated as right wing hate crime extremists when they're not it's like the United States the Irish police are called the guardy the guardy meaning the guards yes they, They've been politicized and turned into a political police force, much the same as Obama and Biden have done with the FBI under Garland. Oh. They've turned it into a political police force. They're out to arrest anybody who criticizes government policy on immigration, bringing these people in, even though Irish children are being stabbed. They just yeah. don't care. They don't care about that. No, no. Additionally, you have a, going back to a woman called Mary Robinson, you have a disgusting feminist element in Irish government and parliament called the dial. We oh. women who are as stupid as the day is long. They're really stupid women. They don't understand geopolitics and they don't understand economic realities. They're just stupid women. All they understand is the woke feminist agenda or the or the woke narrative. They can recite the woke narrative like a Catholic can a catechism, but they don't. You know, they don't really understand it. People who quote from the Baltimore Catechism don't understand biblical theology. Or mm-hmm. people who quote from a feminist agenda or a woke narrative, they don't really understand economic and geopolitical reality. And that's what you've got here. I
0: think they were quoting Das Kapital. I think they were going to ask everything. Without even knowing
3: Women. You know, th- there doesn't seem to be any women in the Irish government who have common sense.
0: Yeah, what's up with this uh, whiteness that they were trying to attack? It was all
4: whiteness. Yeah. The well, was whiteness.
3: The, the vision
0: of Eamon de Valera, who was born in New York,
3: okay? He was the first Taoiseach, the first prime minister. His vision, and he was the leader of F- Finafoil, his vision was to have a Celtic Ireland. Mm. The original IRA was to have an Irish nationalist country, an Irish Republican country, that would be identified as culturally Irish. Um, Now, they associated that with Roman Catholicism and a lot of other things, but they wanted it to be Irish. What you're seeing now is a departure from the original beliefs of the founders of Irish Republicanism and Mm -hmm. the founders of the Irish Republic. It's not what De Valera wanted. He wanted a Celtic country. It's not what Sinn Féin wanted. They were Irish nationalists. What you have now is a left-wing, woke agenda that's globalist that has gotten control of these parties but do not subscribe to the ideologies of these parties.
0: Yeah. This is insane. I mean, I'll, I'll read what Conor McGregor said, UFC fighter, says, we won't back down. Uh, uh, Ireland is at war. We bring in people that don't care about us. They don't care about our children. We're not losing any more women or children to twisted people who shouldn't be in Ireland in the first place. Call it what you wanted. We don't care. May God help us. Ireland for victory. So he's tweeting this. And yes. in the in the, in the actual prime minister, Leo, uh, begins to attack him personally and says... Radhika, gonna- the homosexual, yeah. half Hindu. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to put Radhika
3: and Connor into a <laughs> boxing ring in a fight-to-the-death match and
0: see who hey, can of- we get that on? Can we get that on pay-per-view? Can we get that pay-per-view? I mean, I I, I like to call Dana White the UFC uh, promoter and just say, that will be a really good fight.
1: That would be a great
3: fight. That
0: would yeah. be a
3: great fight. I'd put Radhika and Connor McGregor in, in a <laughs> ring.
0: Man, you heard I it here first that. folks, you heard it here first. If it happens, Jacob called it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they investigate him like if he's some kind of radical uh yes. terrorist and anyone who criticizes the government or says, now listen to this, if you say Irish lives matter, it is a hate crime. You could be taken in and investigated for a hate crime just like people in Ireland just right. like McGregor. So, do Irish lives matter anymore? I don't know. A Muslim like says Allahu
3: Akbar and stabs a 6-year-old. That's not a hate crime. If you yeah. say Irish lives matter,
0: that's a hate crime. That is Shane Fain says uh, MP Paul Maskey described the signs saying or any signs that says Irish lives matters as disgraceful. He says if you say Irish lives matter is disgraceful and its anti-immigration is anti-human and it's erected to create fear and intimidate people. This is from Uh, Sinn Féin, the the, uh, MP, Paul Maskey. I I don't know if Maskey's a...
3: That uh, hypocrite is not telling you (laughs) that although they may have not used the words Irish Lives Matter, that is exactly what the IRA and Sinn Féin said after the Derry massacres. Really? That is exactly what they said. That is exactly what they said after the killing of the 1314 in Derry. That is Uh exactly what they themselves said. Now they've departed from it. Mm. Nobody in their right mind can believe Sinn Fein of today is the Sinn Fein of yesterday. Nobody can believe the Finnefoil or the Finnegale of, of yesterday is the Finnefoil or Finnegale of, of today. As I keep saying, Finnefoil, Finnegale, Finne be somebody better to vote for.
0: <laughs> Jacob, you having you know obviously your your family from Ireland, um, you know your mom's mom's family. Uh, I mean. How do you, I mean, you see this and you see the deterioration of society, just like the UK, just like your home country, the US. Uh, I mean, you have to be outraged at this. This is not like you're going to take this passively. This is insanity, what they're doing to kids, Christians, especially believers in Ireland.
3: Yes. Well, Ireland has always kept its mouth shut when they knew, when people knew priests and nuns were molesting children mm-hmm. daily. It was always suppressed and kept quiet. You could not speak out against the Roman Catholic Church despite the child abuse and pedophilia. Even though it was known it was going on, you couldn't say anything about it. What they've done now is taken that same mindset mm. and applied it to Islam. Wow. People know what goes, but you can't say anything about it.
0: Is it's this cultural cry. is this a culture of thinking or or just a
3: combination it? it's a combination of, of, of a well, Ireland has an alcoholic culture. It's got a very high degree of alcohol abuse. Very high. Ireland spends a higher percentage of, higher percentage of disposable income on alcohol than most of the other countries in Europe. Mm. It's got this mentality where the people will, they have guilt because of Catholicism. There's a guilt thing.
0: Okay. Mea culpa, mea culpa, yeah.
3: yeah. Mea culpa, because the blood of Christ does not take away all sin. You have to atone for your own in purgatory. They mm. carry guilt, okay? They don't have a, a Christian gospel. They have a, a Roman gospel, okay? So there's the guilt. The guilt is compounded, of course, by the, the sexual abuses perpetrated against children by the church. But you're not allowed to talk about it. So what did the people do? They would take to the drink. They would take to the drink. That is, alcoholism was basically, it was bread. An alcoholic culture was bread in Ireland. Mm. Now, I'm not against somebody having a drink or a pint of Guinness or whatever, but I remember that when I was a kid walking through the streets of of Killarney in Ireland, seeing every, when the pubs closed, all the drunks in the street that looked like the Bowery in Manhattan. Mm. Mm. every town was like that,
1: wow. just it,
3: it, it what alcohol has the only place i've seen with that with that i now it's it's not just the irish the welsh the scottish Celtic cultures have a lot of alcohol abuse, mm. Celtic cultures, but the only thing i've seen worse than Ireland in my life is Aboriginal Australians and mm. alice springs mm. they're the only ones i've seen with the worst alcohol problem in Ireland. But it is absolutely shocking. It's a drunk mentality. Mm. Buy Patty a pint and he'll sign anything. Mm. Both of the, there's no conservative or liberal. It's the, the parties are not about that. It goes mm. back to the Irish Civil War. Were you pro-treaty or anti-treaty with, with Britain? Did you follow <laughs> Collins or did you follow De that, that That's what it was about. There's no ideological um, correspondence to the parties. Yeah. It's not about that. Um, and then Sinn Féin, um, the Sinn Féin of today is not the Sinn Féin of yesterday. Mm. Uh, oh, it's, it's racist. It's terrible to say Irish lives. That is exactly what they said after the Derry shootings. Mm. And now they changed their tune. It's just complete hypocrisy. Something yeah, they, else I pointed out. Yeah, go ahead. I, I understand why Sinn Féin is sympathetic to Palestinian radicalism. It's because they did the same thing themselves Mm. in Omar with the Omar bombings when they killed children. They even killed Catholic children the way that Hamas will kill and cause to be killed Arab children. Mm. The IRA would kneecap their own people up the Falls Road and in Anderson Town. They oppressed their own people, the same as Hamas oppressed their own people. So Mm. I understand. Why the IRA of today, which is not the IRA of of, of Michael Collins? It's not the one who, who won independence. It's it, these guys are basically more terrorists and gangsters who pretend to be the historical IRA and 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 engage in terror and crime under the banner of religious freedom or Irish nationalism. But it's it, it's not about that. It's. Yeah. It's not the real IRA, it's not the real Sinn Fein, but it's the one we've got. Mm. There is no political voice in Ireland of any major party who's standing out or speaking up. So when individuals speak up, the three parties will come together yes. and try <laughs> to criminalize free speech. Yeah. Go out and I get guess- a pint. Keep your mouth shut and go out and get a pint the way you had to shut up about the when when the priest molested your little brother. Go out and get a pint, Patty. That's what they're mm. saying.
0: Wow, thank you, Jacob. That that's that's pretty good insight in terms of what's going on there because it looks like they're turning against white males and white privilege. And it, it, it's such a self hatred because every one of those in in the parliament. What do they call the parliament there, Jacob? You talked am, about it. And they 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 were Anglo-Saxon heritage. They were Irish heritage. They they are white themselves, and they're the problem is white privilege. I mean, are they self hating? Yeah. Self hating to that degree. It's like the stupid white liberals in the United States. It reminded me of them. It re- totally reminded Same me of
3: mentality. them. Same mentality. Same oh. mentality.
0: Now, it, now, now, the legislation. Now, we talked about it here back in May or April of this year, where they had that Christian teacher uh, go to court because he would not use different pronouns for transgender. So he actually, I'm not sure if he was uh, if he lost his job or not, but that he was pretty much in trouble with the courts, and because. Ireland already had a online speech and a speech basically curtailing any speech already. Now, uh, Leo Vatiker is asking for a stronger, a more defiant online speech, controlling surveillance, crackdown on anyone voicing any dissident or uh, or, or, or irreversible change that wants irreversible changes in their country. So, uh, Or doesn't want irreversible changes in their country, basically. Why wouldn't he? He was a homosexual.
3: Yeah. You have so, to he, homosexual. You have to understand Ireland. Before the 1970s, it began to change. Hmm. Ireland has always had an issue with homosexuality and lesbianism. Always. Hmm. It was always there. Because the father was down at the pub getting drunk, Irish Irish families became matriarchies. Okay. Little boys don't have a positive father figure. Got it. They go to a Mommy Mother. becomes daddy. So you always had this problem with homosexuality in Ireland, even though they didn't have legalized divorce. Daddy was down at the pub drunk. Not all of them, but on a wide scale. So it's mm. always had this kind of issue in Ireland. But they had an outlet. The outlet was called the priesthood and the convent. A priest would go into Maynooth, to their seminary, and in an all-male environment, they put on cassocks, they dress like women, okay? And being a priest was a socially acceptable way to be a homosexual. The overwhelming majority, not just in Ireland, but certainly in Ireland, of the child molestation. Remember, every bishop in Ireland has been caught protecting homosexuals. Mm. Every bishop in Ireland has been caught protecting homosexual clergy at the expense of not protecting the children, okay? It's overwhelmingly... Of a homosexual nature. Not all of it. Some of it is heterosexual. They had one priest who was molesting little girls on their first communion. They'd get dressed up like little brides in Mm. white. He was laying them down on the altar and raping them. And there's 10 that they can prove. And the the guard, the detective who investigated it, made the evidence disappear. And he got an award from the Pope, from the Vatican. Wow. That's how corrupt Ireland is. Well... You could the priesthood, the clergy, was the socially acceptable way to be a homosexual in Ireland and get access to children. Nuns were similar. I've spoken to nuns who've gotten saved from Ireland. I have some dear friends—one a brother and a sister. He was a priest; she was a nun. Thirty-four years, and they'll tell you if okay. Some of the nuns were were whores for priests. The convents were whorehouses, but those had a big problem. In just one convent, in, in Tuam, they found 900 dead babies buried in the courtyard on back of the oh, convent. No no. The Guardi reckons that there, it, it, there could be up to 10,000. The Ryan Report told what happened in the in, in the Magdalene laundries. It is unbelievable. The shock holding these girls as slaves and sex slaves The priests would get them pregnant, and then the families would give them over to to be enslaved in these Magdalene laundries by law. Um, Wow. Well, and it comes out in the Ryan Report. They made a film about it called The Magdalene Sisters. That's Um, it. That's the one. The film people should see. But then then with the nuns, it was, okay, if they weren't whores for priests, if they were a butch-type lesbian, they would take the name Sister Michael Patrick. (laughs) If they were a girly lesbian, they'd take the name like Sister Elizabeth Mary. You know what I mean? Or if they swung both ways, they would take the name like Sister Beatrice Joseph. (laughs) That's how they would tell. They'd get their head shaved to look like men. (laughs) They'd be in an all-female environment. You know, so lesbians could become nuns and priests could and and, and male homosexuals could become priests or they could become Irish Christian brothers and both would give them access to children. That's the way it went. But when things began to change and Ireland joined the EU and social pressures began to come into Ireland from the continent and from England, it began to change. Homosexuals and lesbians came out of the convent which in Ireland, Ireland, coming out of the closet meant coming out of the convent or coming out of the rectory, okay? It was a decline in religious vocations in Ireland, out of Maynooth. Ireland used to produce more priests than it needed, but not anymore. Now some years nobody graduates their seminary in Maynooth um, because the, the homosexuals, don't have to live that way anymore. You don't have to go into the Roman Catholic clergy to to find expression for your orientation. So this is what happens. Ireland is the first country to have a homosexual prime minister, Hmm. at least declared one. Some people think it was one, but no one ever definitively proved it. But with Radhika, he's a homosexual and he's half Hindu. And mm. that's why he's pushing this.
0: Yeah, and, and and no doubt he is on a rampage to curtail any any online speech that they deem to be offensive and hatred. And like I said, even saying Irish lives matter will be considered offensive in a hate line in, yeah. in, in, in an online speech. And and by the way, they were regulating other companies that were regulating Facebook and YouTube. And, and and I don't know if it was, it wasn't on that video that I watched with Jay, but uh, or that I showed you guys earlier, but it went on, Leo went on and he talked about the only one. It was interesting that has not cooperated with them. Uh, p- online platform, social media company was Twitter, or no, no, known as now, yeah. And he went on to talk about Elon Musk and how he's terrible. He doesn't, he doesn't regulate, you know, the, the speech that they want. So all this stuff he says, it's out there against us. It's on Twitter, and he needs to be held accountable. Well, they're going after uh, Elon Musk because he's not willing to do that for the Irish, uh, Irish government.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, you see, the Irish government has another issue. Because of their tax laws and because of Brexit, a lot of American high-tech companies from Silicon Valley use Dublin as the European base. Mm. They have a tax advantage for doing so. But most of the revenue goes to a small number of people. A very small number of people financially profit from it, although the government profits from it. Most of the people don't, and it's driven up the cost of living and the cost of rents oh, and the housing, right through the ceiling, right through the roof. So these American high tech companies have been both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> They've been both a blessing and a curse. Um, so it's interesting to see what he's going to do about about Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, uh, he's basically. Uh, I've seen videos of. Just, just somebody showing a house in Dublin, and there's a line out the door. It, it, I mean, out the door, down the block, yes. down to the other street. of uh, Just yes. wanting to see the house, just to even put a bid on it. The it, yes. house shortage is a catastrophe. And by the way, as, as somebody pointed it out, uh, it didn't look like too many Irish people were in line oh. to get it either. Oh.
4: Oh. So
0: it's a, it's a big mess. Jacob, I think the only other country that has – could beat out Ireland as crazy as those laws that are coming in are the only other country that seems to this Canada, Justin Trudeau just introduced bill C 36 that notice this is going to criminalize any online speech, not just investigating criminalize that is perceived to incite hatred against a protected class under the human rights act. So if you are deemed to be, Uh, basically saying something derogatory or deemed derogatory against a another person or Islam or homosexuality, it would be an attack on human rights. So it would be criminal. And so these are harsh penalties that all a judge needs to know is that he has reason to believe that you may notice this that you may commit a, a crime based on your speech violations in the future so pre-crime punishment is coming to Canada, Jacob. This is insanity. Who? It is
4: absolute insanity.
0: Oh my goodness! The
3: the pace at which democracy is disintegrating is
1: unbelievable.
0: Canada is just an absolute madness, Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. You wanted to say something?
1: Well, to to, to Jacob's point with both Canada and Ireland, I I mean I can't help but go to what Isaiah said in in chapter three, verse twelve childish leaders oppress my people and women rule over them. My people, your leaders mislead you. They send you down the wrong road. And with Trudeau, with the Irish dial, they're sending them down the road for destruction. Yes.
3: We read the same thing in the book of Nahum, the exact same thing.
0: Mm. It is happening. I mean, who would have thought? Thought crime and pre-crime. I mean, you have this, uh, in the UK, they had this uh, um, survey done, 1834-year-olds who were talking about what they're going to ban. And 1834-olds will love to ban the Bible in the UK. So you are talking about speech. You can't say things. You can't say even things that are true and real and reality. If, if you even say them, they can pre-crime you in Canada. Uh, that's also a thing that are coming on in the US with artificial intelligence. But now in the UK... A block of people, twenty five percent. It's um, it, among eighteen to thirty four year olds would ban the Bible because the way the way society is going, we don't want any hate speech, we don't want any anything that seems like hatred. So the Bible has hatred, so we have to ban it. Yes. Well, I, I don't know if they're going to ban the Quran because the Quran has plenty of that. Oh they- no, they, in
3: the UK there is a cowardice that you see in the British government. And you particularly see it in the BBC with its two standards. For instance, BBC had a quote unquote Jerry Springer opera where Jesus was homosexual. They never would do that about Mohammed. Mm. Never. The Muslims would riot, they'd burn the BBC to the ground. They can do it about Christians. And I saw one hypocrite after another patting themselves on the back and shaking hands congratulating each other for their courage of standing up for artistic freedom of expression they never would do that with islam never Mm. the the, the hypocrisy you see in the bbc is phenomenal but the hypocrisy you see in the british
0: government is co-equally phenomenal yeah that, that is it is unreal but to us you know as christians you know, when you talk about censoring free speech, censoring online speech, censoring memes, I mean, I mean, in Ireland, you can go to you can go to jail for a meme. You can go to jail for posting a, p- a picture, a post, a tweet, you know. But now you're making it pre-crime that uh, the, the, the police can come into your home and say, well, we're going to we think you're going to do it. And we can yep. go into your house and take books and, and find out what you really, really believe. Uh, well, a police
3: policeman compliance evidence.
0: Bingo. And nowadays with artificial intelligence, you can actually post something or, or create an image that looks real and put it as if you were doing it or so if you said it or if you did it. Yes. So uh, we're dealing with that. And as Christians, it's about the gospel, isn't it, Jacob? It's about preaching the truth in the Bible. And, and those things seem to be now conflicting with the spirit of the world. And now it is coming to a head where now the governments are going to say you can't say this you can you can't post this uh, look what happened to the 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 mp in finland look what happened to the uh, the, the young lady that prayed outside the, the abortion clinic in silent she was she was arrested so all these things are coming to pass very quickly and i just wonder if christians realize what in the world is going on and and do something about it in terms of prayer fellowship continue to preach the word because we're heading into a real A a, a real dilemma as a Christian. Are you going to be able to preach Jesus Christ? And are you willing to...
3: When are the pre-tribulation advocates going to wake up and sniff the coffee and and, and, and welcome themselves to the real world and stop living in their religious delusion that was invented by John Darby and those who paid attention to that despot? When are the pre-trib people going to wake up to reality? When is Tom Hughes going to stop it? hanging around with false teachers and crackpots like Andy Wood when are you going to stop it Tom Hughes when are you going to wake up and look at the realities of the way the world is going and stop propagating a lie and making Christians believe in a lie persecution is what's coming persecution what's coming antichrist is what's coming Tom Hughes and you want to know better
0: I guess he's going to Queensland to uh, promote that message and uh, he's going to uh, uh, New Zealand as well. I think Auckland, right?
3: There you are, Tom. I'll debate you anytime as long as it's in front of a camera live streams. I'll debate you, Tom Hughes, because I no longer trust you and I no longer respect you. And I don't think anyone else should either.
2: And 50 bucks a head, I don't know what he's going to charge for the live stream. Um,
1: 65. Um, 65 if do, you, in, in Australian, actually. Wow. Well,
0: just to get in the door and hear some of that stuff, Jacob. Come on, that I mean, that's got to be worth something, right? But I have a second condition: we make it free. Hmm. Mm. I He,
1: like, might, not uh, he yeah. might not go for it. He might not go for it. He needs to make money.
0: Yeah, uh, Jay. I think your mic was muted when you were saying it was really profound. It was awesome about Isaiah in, online. People couldn't hear you. I wonder if they can hear you now. But could you repeat that? Sure,
1: Isaiah. Yeah. So uh, I was just mentioning that Trudeau and the Irish dial. It reminds me so much of what Isaiah said in Isaiah 3, chapter 12. Childish leaders oppress my people, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, your leaders mislead you. They send you down the wrong road. And that is exactly where the politicians like Trudeau and the Prime Minister of Ireland and the women in the dial are sending them. They're sending them down the nightmare That George Orwell had. That's where they're sending them.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? But, Jay, would you say that about leaders in the church who are promoting things that are not in the Bible and heading us to a path that you can't even imagine what we're heading toward?
1: Those are the people that when God talks about brother handing over brother, the people that accept homosexuality and celebrate it inside the church... Are the exact same people who will send people to the death, death camps, death chamber, and beheadment by mm. by this new fascist ideology that wants to ban the Bible?
3: Andy okay. Stanley, Tony Campola, and Satan's various other agents in the church,
2: and you they were say Davey. Oh, I, I was going to say, and just on that too, and they're worse than women because they're totally emasculated. They've got no guts. They've got no. Yes um they don't stand up for the truth but yeah just getting back to the other two it's kind of like we need to use hold them accountable with their own laws they're bringing in all this sort of um pre-crime forts and all the rest of it but look they they're hypocrites and they contradict contradict themselves you know with their own words and we need to hold them to the same standard and uh, um we cannot cower in fear because of this. I think a lot of the reason they're doing this is to make people cower down in submission and just, you know, not say anything. We still have to be bold. We still have to say things. We may we may need to use wisdom when we say things, but we still need to be bold and say them. They're doing this to deliberately uh, make people cower. But use use their own things against them. It's kind of like, okay, true pre, day, pre-crime thing. Okay, yeah, w- weren't you caught doing blackface stuff, Trudeau? I mean, <laughs> all, all these people, we, we watched a video earlier of uh, all these people in the Irish Parliament, you know, suddenly they know what a man is. Suddenly they know what a woman is. They also, you know, <laughs> use use their stuff against them. Okay, it's the white males that are the problem. Okay, what? what how do you know I'm white? How do you know I'm male? I could be, a, a, you know, a black female lesbian for all you know it's kind of like use their own stuff against them
0: amen amen no no it's wisdom in that i mean it, it, it you know back to the, the you know the suppressing of the gospel and people wants to ban the bible it, you know what wasn't a church wasn't it her own church who betrayed the finnish mp Pavi yeah. Raspin? Yeah. yeah her own church turn her in so uh, to Jay's point about these leaders, these church leaders that don't believe that sending us down the wrong path with wrong theology, wrong doctrine, wrong—even uh, if they think they have the right motives—that there will be the ones who would sign up to ban the Bible just to keep their status quo in our society and to keep their status quo uh, as a you know as a religious person in this world, as a respected religious person. While believers, the rest of believers who are counting the costs, are going to be prosecuted uh, for a crime. I'll just simply preach. I mean, Jacob, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, with the conservative government in the UK, you had preachers being arrested for preaching the gospel. Yes, absolutely. You had, had a lady. Not Muslims, not
3: homosexual yeah. activists, only Christians.
0: The lady that was uh, praying in front of a, 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 an yes, abortion, sir. that was under a conservative government. Yes. Well, now they, 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 these things get fought and challenged in court. But yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. Now the UN is launching a global digital ID, and this is going to touch probably every one of us that deals with technology and the internet. And it's 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 a totalitarian nightmare to say the least. All um, right,
3: Margaret, just to add to your question, sorry. Yeah. Since Margaret Thatcher, there's been no conservative government in Great Britain. Mm. She was the last real conservative.
0: I guess we have to say under to the Tories, right? The new Tories or whatever we call them now. Yeah, Because, yeah, you're right. I agree. I agree. No more
3: conservative parties than Margaret Thatcher. Oh, it's,
0: what a
1: it's the same for uh, America and the Republicans. There there are no conservatives. There's the yeah. Freedom Caucus, and then there's yes. the Rhinos. So, <laughs> you know, what, what did Jesus say? A house divided cannot stand. Yeah, that's right. And you're yeah. seeing that. You're seeing that plainly with the, how dysfunctional conservative government is supposedly ruling.
0: Yeah. Yes. And to your point, Jay, you know, what gets me frustrated is when you see Christian leaders and pastors and that would actually subscribe to this idea that that the government is going to help us. We need to support these types of governments in order to regain our freedoms back, you know, take back America. Uh, I mean, I go on a website and and it's supposed to be about, uh, you know, the gospel, but it's really about, you know, freedom, this freedom, that, and what they're talking about is just, Joining with political movements in order to gain our freedoms back, and, and I say that's a dangerous road to go down the line and hoping that some politician is going to give them back to you. Uh, you know, Psalm 146,
1: it says, "Do not put your trust in princes and mortal men who cannot save. And Amen. too many times we have religious leaders doing the exact opposite. Put your trust in this man. He's been confirmed and anointed by God. Well, mm-hmm. why don't you let the Lord determine that? Not you. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Yeah. And what about those leaders who send us on the road and says, Hey, nothing bad's gonna happen. You know, we're gonna go see the Lord without anybody there's not gonna be any problems, no issues, just get ready. I mean, that's really what is promoted in light of all the problems in the world. That's the answer. And I don't hear anybody saying the answer is we need to preach the gospel of the kingdom you know, to all nations, and then the end will come. Nobody quotes that. Nobody talk, wants to even talk about that.
1: They're the lying prophets in the time of Jeremiah, S- uh, speaking only smooth things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No evil shall befall on us, is what they said, right? The UN launches this digital ID, and, and, and Jay, you had some experience with this, because... Yeah. Uh, You've had to deal with Microsoft and the Melinda Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's ambitious campaign, they call it, to try to bring sustainable development goals, SDGs, which I have no idea what it means by trying to curtail you from online speech, you know, but it's part of it. The future is digital, they say. And you have to sustain it. How are you going to sustain it? Well, we need digital payments. We need a digital ID. We need an exchange system. This is part of the UN uh, initiative. But Jay, you ran into Microsoft having some interesting digital, uh, I say, firewalls now.
1: Yes. So it used to be that you could log in to um, Microsoft 365. And once you logged in on your computer, You would never log out. You could just keep it perpetually open and never have to re-log in. Well, now, with this uh, new app that they've rolled out, every time you log into your email or want to use your Word document or use your Excel, you have to obviously get, get into Microsoft 365, which needs a face to verify that you are the user. I
0: wow. do a cell phone. Wow. That's kind of what, you know, Davey, you and I experienced that. Well, obviously not you because you're an Australian citizen, but I had to come into the, to Australia with a, I had to take a picture uh, of my face with my phone, send it to the government in order to be verified so I can walk in. Now they've been doing it for a long time at the airport, but now you have to do it before. And it's, it's, a, it's a form of a digital ID before you even get into the country now. It's a mess. But now to just even work, we talk about just the aspect yeah. of working in on Microsoft. It's being uh, it basically is a digital ID with your face on it. And and so this is what the the next level is in order to get into the internet. And this is the ultimate goal of the UN Bill Gates Foundation, the WUF. You're going to have to have a digital ID. We're going to verify this is you in order to do it because there's so many, you know, scams on the internet. There's so many bad people on the on dark web. So this digital world is going to allow you to have a digital ID in order to enter the Internet. So to do any Internet commerce work, it'll be a digital ID. And and David, you can share, shed a little more light into this. In Australia, uh, Malcolm Roberts from Queensland was talking about this, that the labor government is pushing ahead with this globalist control agenda, introducing this digital ID. Uh, bill and has passed the first three stages in the proposal, it's his words, nothing more than twenty first century Soviet style uh basically control. Yes. Any any thoughts on this?
2: Yeah. Um look, it's this was done pretty much by stealth. There has been if you ask the average Joe on the street, they don't know about it because the media have deliberately been keeping it silent. They've been keeping it, you know, under wraps. I only found out that it was coming up, uh, you know, in Parliament on Wednesday. I only found out like the day before it was going to be happened. But this is going to disadvantage 28% of the population. 28% of the population here um, do not have, um, you know, don't do electronic banking. They don't have smartphone. They don't have computer. There's 28% of the population. They're basically going to throw under the bus. Now, we've been seeing this ramp up here for a while. We even saw little elements of it while we were traveling around. Like in Perth, you cannot use the rail system without – it's all tap and go. It's all cashless. You can see this push all heading towards this digital ID. Uh, I know we're going to have to rethink a few things too when we have shared accounts. I use them at work. Again, we're Microsoft-dependent at work too. Uh, I know they have brought in for the retail people, I've got to be careful what I say here, uh, where you can only log into your uh, thing using uh, a device that you wear. And basically that's your ID to log in and access the work computers now. And it's been um, it's been causing a lot of problems and a lot of headache for the staff this weekend. So the system's not foolproof, uh, but they're pushing it regardless. So, yeah, it's like full steam ahead and they don't really care.
0: Yeah, it's in the EU, the EU, the G20s, the, the G20 uh, um, countries are, pu- are pushing it, a digital world, obviously in the EU and in the US with the cybersecurity bill that's coming to pass. That's why it's so much of this election and coming 2024, it's interesting because they're calling for cognitive security here in the States. Now, what that means is basically misinformation and disinformation is pollution so we need to wipe the wipe it off your mind, cognitive security, right? And uh, and I'll wipe it off the internet uh, from people. And it's really a call for mind control. Uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, cyber security bill, online bill, digital bill. You can't say this. You can't. I mean, it is a complete lockdown surveillance system that's coming. And there's ahead of this is the spirit of Antichrist, and of course, the Antichrist will be. Uh, course, but we combine it with
3: AI. Um, we, we see what it's coming to. Look, all of these technologies and their convergence and the laws that are being made to use them to suppress free speech um, or even criminalize free speech um, is it's going towards Revelation 13. That is what it's coming to. It's all converging towards Revelation 13. Mm. There's no doubt. It'll come down to some kind of a system that will not simply be electronic, but we're told the image of the beast will be animated. Animated. Can we imagine microchips that are not made from silicone but are made from carbon? Carbon, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be animated. It'll somehow be able to be a, a superhuman likeness of a human who is mm. Antichrist that will be able to control all the known data in the world. Incredible. It's free coming client. to them. Yeah, it is coming
0: client.
3: to them. Yeah. That is the way it is heading, and that is what's going to happen. Now, as Christians, we know it. Well, at least some Christians know it. The Bible-believing Christians know it. The pre-tribulation people, they, they don't have a clue, apparently. They don't seem to, to to read the book of Revelation. They think it's not important because they're not going to be here.
0: It's a lot of thought of that theology is like that, you know, that certain things don't apply to the church, so we can't, you know, we yes. shouldn't read it anymore. Uh, Jacob, on, on the one hand, we see this, and I totally we agree on, uh, on where this is heading in that trajectory. Uh, some people say, well, you know, it seems to be that the, the, the right-wing libertarians are winning, because look what happened with Gerd Wilders in the Netherlands. Would have your Malay in Argentina? Uh, I mean, are we? Are they right? Are they? Are we seeing maybe the pendulum swing well, the I, other I mean, way? As
3: we saw with Brexit or the election of Donald Trump, there may be intermittent periods of respite. There may be intermittent periods of respite. I think there could be. I'd like to believe that what's happened in Argentina and the Netherlands, and remember the Netherlands, he's—they've got unfortunately, proportional representation. He's going to have to build a coalition and make compromises. Yes.
2: Yeah, so no. He's going to
3: have a mandate no. to do what he wants. Um, but be that as it may, yeah, I can see inter- intermittent periods of respite. The Bible is always compared to maternal labor. The contractions ease up for intermittent periods, but then come back with a greater ferocity and intensity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happens. There can be an easing up and there will be periods, but yeah. then we'll come back with a greater period of intensity. Um, yeah. They get enraged, you know. That's the nature. The left gets enraged. Oh yeah, they're
0: calling it for left. for his head. They're calling they for his head. Now.
3: You just look for for two and a half years. They spoke about it as 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 if it was de facto incontrovertible, established fait accompli that Donald Trump was guilty of collusion with with Putin and the Russians okay that the election was rigged by okay they were not that that, that you had these 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 demonized hags whatever they are on the view talking this garbage as if it was a fact That Holston, that stupid woman, um, as if it was, I'm not trying to revile, but she is. I don't know how else to put it. They talk about these things as if they were facts. Well, when they turn out not to be facts. They they expect everybody to ignore they were wrong. Mm. But then when Trump says the election was rigged, they say this is absurd. This is insane. (laughs) They did the same thing. It's just the hypocrisy
0: knows no end. No, you're right, Jacob. What was that letter? Did you have that letter, uh, uh, Gerwilers to uh, to Joe Biden? I have one. It's it's
3: it's too long to read. No problem. he, He points out the history of Islam. He points out the very high percentage of Muslims living in the West who believe in jihad, who believe Sharia is more authoritative than the Constitution of the United States or the Democratic. Bodies of law in Europe, they, they they believe this. They make they immigrate under false pretenses, swearing loyalty to the constitution but not believing it. They lie. They should be denationalized and and deported. These people should be denationalized and deported because they've made they've immigrated under un, under fraudulent pretenses. Hmm. A very high percentage, possible minor, majority of Muslims have immigrated to the West under fraudulent pretenses. They yeah, I know a couple of congresswomen like that. <laughs> yeah, there's people in Congress. They should have no right to be in the country unless they're in prison. Okay, they, they may have a right to be in the country if you can find a reason to lock them up in prison. But other than that, they shouldn't be in the country. Okay, um, he, he shows these things. He shows what these people believe. But what's more frightening is the demographic. Hmm. We're importing these people left and right. Again, Ireland, 19% immigrant population. Okay, some is Ukrainian, et cetera. Some is black African. But the largest number is Muslim. You look at Germany, you look at France, surrounded the Bandeleur, surrounding Paris. It's it's surrounded by Islamic ghettos. Paris is surrounded. It's it's literally encompassed. Um, You look at Bradford, England, Birmingham, England, much of Manchester, England, and much of London. There are no go areas. He's pointing out that within 12 years, by some estimates, one study in San Diego, California, that 25 percent of the population of Western Europe will be Muslim.
0: Yeah. One out good. of
3: four people, they become a voting block. you can't ignore. When somebody's got one out of four votes, you can't ignore them. They have a political say because you've stupidly given it to them, forgetting the fact that Westerners, Christians, Jews have no say in that country. Mm. They leave leave this sewage pit that the Muslim world is. It's largely a sewage pit, except for the extremely wealthy petrol states that are small, the Emirates and so forth. The Muslim world is a sewage pit. It's third world. It's a sewage pit. They leave that sewage pit, come to the West and bring the sewage with them. (laughs) I don't blame them for wanting to leave the sewage pit. But please
0: leave the sewage where you, back where you came from. Yeah, they want to Islamize the, the, That's the place where they are. It, it, yeah, Sharia law. I mean, I remember uh, uh, one one Jewish uh, um, producer, Avi, and he went to Minnesota and he's watching. And I'm watching his video. It's a great video to watch. And he's asking, you know, people in Minnesota. And he goes to the Somalian area, and he's asking Somalian teenagers born here, you know, grandkids. I mean, it, it's 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 quite a quite a generation now of Somalians in Minnesota, and he's asking them, do you want Sharia law or the Constitution? And he says, all the kids, Sharia law, Sharia law. So what would these kids want to do with the Constitution anymore? They they don't want it. They, They want Sharia law in Minnesota. The way we were betrayed by the Bush family and
3: by the Bush administration and by the Clinton administration and above all by Obama, just bringing these people in I, I the only one who stood up and warned in America was was Donald Trump and they yeah. called him an islamophobe for telling the truth. Yeah
0: I, you remember Jacob we were in Santa Barbara maybe 2006 2007 and you're talking about Ger Wilders that he was right and yes. what what he was saying was right. Now this is I said he was right nearly 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. And and they they they, they almost put him in jail. They 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 they, yes. they put him under not house arrest but literally protection agencies because they yes. wanted to kill him. Now he yes. wins, and now he was right, and nobody wants to admit he was right. Uh, now, I want to talk about Javier Millet real quick, uh, president of Argentina, pretty interesting guy. I mean, you're talking Very. about a libertarian, but but really kind of comedy, funny guy, but, boy, he tells the truth. Uh, Jacob, are we cautiously optimistic about this, this man in, uh, in Argentina? My, my
3: one reservation about him is not that he is an economic libertarian. I am pretty much as well. But he is a social libertarian. Mm. That is the problem. Um, he w- would, well, not completely. He is pro-life. Yes, he is. He is, he He's, very he is pro-life. Life. He yeah. is pro-life, but he does have so- social libertarian policies.
0: Yeah, he wants um, to uh, legalize prostitution, drug abuse. Like, yeah. Yes,
3: and and and. and, and, and uh, recreational drug use and things. Yeah,
0: open, open borders. He's a big open borders guy, which yeah. I don't understand, but and so, I, I mean, consciously optimistic on certain things, but also yeah. there's... He's yeah. pro-Israel,
3: he's pro-American. Yeah. He realizes the Peronists, the Peronistas in Argentina have always turned that country into mud. You know, if you look at their legacy, going back to the 1920s even, and 1930s, Argentina at one time was the seventh wealthiest country in the world. But and wasn't the there a saying Jacob? the biggest economy in the world was Argentina.
0: Yeah, wasn't there a saying you were rich as an Argentine? That was a yeah. Yeah. it
3: was the wealthy is the wealthiest country in Latin America for sure, but it was one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Not only that, but although it was located in Latin America, it was really a European type country. It was like a
0: European country. Yeah. More
3: like Spain and Italy than it was the rest of Latin America. Most of it. Okay, the Peronistas, who were politically fascist, aligned to Mussolini and Franco. Yes, they 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 did the country no favors economically or politically. So between the left and the Peronistas, you had a choice between two bad guys. Javier is the first person who's come along in a long time. That is a third choice between the Peronistas and the left.
0: Yeah. It what do you make of this uh going and praying at the at the tomb of uh Schneerson? <laughs> Look, I appreciate his love for Israel, but by
3: any biblical criteria, Menachem Schneerson from Eastern Parkway in
0: Brooklyn was a proven false prophet and a mm. false messiah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. He loves Israel so much. Anything Jewish he loves Kabbalah yes. Israel the IDF I mean he's an interesting guy but boy that was really really yes. weird going to Schneerson. He
3: literally went to Queens to Shechem's grave where they have the vigil goes to Lubavitch the Chabad, think he's going to raise from the dead
0: <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to say he's more interesting than anything else plus his ties to the WAF with the World Economic Forum I, I spoke to some believers from from Argentina Yeah. And from um, um, uh, Latin America that, you know, they're, they're cautiously optimistic, but they believe that maybe there's some freedom coming and some stability coming to a country that has suffered so much have suffered so much inflation through the roof. The World Economic Forum has destroyed that country uh, to the degree that Schwab has has, has, uh, uh, basically said that we're so happy to have any many World Economic Forum leaders within the government. Maybe they'll clean it out. I don't know.
3: I do believe that a lot of what has happened to Argentina, bad things, have been a judgment because of anti-Semitism. Yeah. And and even though there's
0: a lot of Jewish... Jewish, Jewish people. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah a but,
3: Jewish but I mean, Jews have not had it easy in Argentina. There's always no. been a lot of anti-Semitism in Argentina. And that goes back, of course, to the
0: Peronistas. You know. Yeah, bringing in the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. It was that, And then the left, of course. And you also had a big Arab-Muslim population mm. in Buenos Aires mm. that's been there since the 1950s. Interesting. It's another factor. Um, so... I do think anti-Semitism has been a reason. But the worst was with Galtieri when he grabbed the Falkland Islands, the Maldives. Oh, yeah. That was, just,
0: that
3: was just insanity. And he, he messed with the wrong lady. The oh, that's right. Yeah, that messed was. With the, wrong lady. Um, the, the economy was collapsing, so he played the nationalist card and invaded the Falklands, thinking yeah. the British couldn't, couldn't wouldn't do anything. Um, But then they found out he couldn't not only could he not run the economy, he couldn't fight a war either.
0: At least (laughs) not. No, not at all. And we're coming just we're coming right to the end of catching up. And we're going to be going on backstage because we are going to talk about something very important, which is what uh, China and the CCP may be doing. And uh, I'll leave it at that, because I I know the YouTube algorithms will pick it up. But you want to you might want to stay for that one. If you're watching Catching Up, go to backstage. It'll come not on YouTube. And not on uh, on Facebook, but we're going to have to go to the other platforms as well to He'd find like out. To
3: be All of our viewers, Marco, as always, please don't watch us on YouTube. We have dot Muriel.tv, morieltv.org, and we have Rumble. We have alternative platforms. Please watch us on one of our own servers, TV Muriel.tv or morieltv.org. Or watch us on Rumble. Please don't watch us on YouTube. YouTube is just a feeder to redirect traffic to where we can't be closed down or censored.
0: So we're not going to be on backstage. We'll not be on those uh, platforms just because of the nature of the the topic. But we're going to talk about China and the CCP and what's going on there. Now, uh, Jacob, as we finish, a couple of things is Schumer comes out. And before Congress says, we got to stop this anti-Semitism, he hooks up with the ADL and says, we need to stop this anti-Semitism in the schools. No doubt he's right about that. you got, you got crazy campuses, college campuses, high school campuses. you got a teacher in a high school that has to go and hide in the closet because the, t- the students, 400 of them, want him to be fired, and he's, he's running for his life. I mean, this is, this is like 1930 Germany. No doubt Schumer's yeah. right. But, Jacob, isn't it hypocritical? Now the Democratic Party and the ADL are crying foul when now we don't like anti-Semitism. We don't like Jewish being attacked. Of course not. But they're the ones who promoted BLM, promoted yep. uh, uh, you know, a pro-Muslim party <sighs> who didn't care for the Jewish people or Israel. So after years of promoting this, now, Jacob, yep. they're in trouble. Uh, any comment on, on Schumer, Schumer and... Blumenthal, Schumer, Blumenthal, Steve Cohen
3: okay, have no right whatsoever, no right to complain. They're in the party with the squad. Mm. They're in the party with the squad. People like Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, have no right to complain. If there was a pogrom in the United States, and I pray to God there's not, but if there's a pogrom in the United States... It would be poetic justice if the first ones, first ones to be taken out and victimized were Schumer and Blumenthal and Cohen and Schiff and Adler. They should be the first victims of any pogrom because they betrayed America's traditional relationship with the Jewish community and they betrayed the Jewish community. And with them, I would drag out Debbie Washerman Schultz. These are the Menlauses, mm. the Jewish traders. The Menlaus is to, to to Judaism and to ju- Jewish culture, what Benedict Arnold is in the United States or what Judas mm. is. They are traitors. They're in the same party with Alejandro Ortega Cortez and with Omert and with Rashid and Talib. They're in the same party with these people. The same party. And they viciously attacked Trump, the best friend, no matter what you make of him. He was the best friend Israel ever had in the White House, by far. And they made him number one enemy. Not Gliab, not Omut. Go after Trump. Go after Israel's trusted friend. Yes. Schumer is a disgusting human being. He's not only a, 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 a disgusting politician, he's a disgusting human being. And mm. I would say the same for Schiff, the same for Blumenthal, the same for Washerman Schultz, the same for all of them. And as much as I agree with him and respect him on certain things, I've said that Alan Dershowitz has behaved like Alan Jerkowitz. Mm. He's waking up and realizing the naive stupidity that he's exhibited continually in his friendship with the Democratic Party leadership like Obama. Now yeah. he's realizing what he should have realized 10, 12, 15 years ago at least.
0: Yeah, in, in, in the ADL, of course, all they want to do now is censor speech. That's, uh, that's their big claim to fame. We've got to censor speech, censor speech. They go after Musk. They go after conservative Jewish leaders. Jason Greenblatt, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt is completely, completely out of line. But yet he calls, he calls foul for anti-Semitism.
3: Green, he is a hypocrite, and his predecessor um, was a Foxman was a hypocrite. Jackie Mason, the Jewish commu- uh, Jewish comedian, <laughs> he knew exactly what kind of hypocrites the ADL, B'nai Brith leadership were—just mm. parasitic hypocrites. Jackie Mason knew it, and he said it, and he was right.
0: Yeah, and these are the same people that 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 help protect the speech of. Muslims anti uh, anti Jewish hatred. Yes, and and the same people that supported BLM, who went after conservatives and and Jewish. You know, you had
3: (coughs) the ACLU in Chicago. I can think of nothing more anti American civil liberties. I can think of nothing more anti American, nothing more uncivil, and nothing more anti libertarian than a Nazi. But the ACLU went to court in Chicago and defended the Nazi party. Hmm. That is the ACLU. Nothing American, nothing libertarian, nothing.
0: Yeah, it's like the Antichrist Liberty, Liberty, liberty. nothing civil. (laughs) Yeah, Antichrist, Liberty. Liberal Jews Liberal Jews
3: are, are... are beyond disgusting
0: because they betray their own people. They do. They do. They're like the sorrows of uh, yes. in, in World War II. Exactly that. Uh, and Jacob, speaking of, of, of the Jewish people in Israel, now we had a ceasefire to some certain degree. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a ceasefire, but just basically a pause. And now Hamas has shot to the idea, uh, basically began shooting to the IDF, responds. Now it's over. Now, now there's no ceasefire, now there's no pause. Now Israel keeps now focus her attention on Gaza, but now to the south. To that extent, the U.S. seems to be very much against their operations. Blinken uh, had some words with uh, uh, what is his name? Yoav Galant regarding yeah. the operations in the south. Any comments on that, Jacob? Blinken seems Blinken to be. Blinken is very-
3: one of these. Left wing traitor Jews. Yeah. America down the river, he'd sell the Jewish people down the river, he'd sell Israel down the river. He's the same as Garland, he's the same as Schiff. he's the same as Washerman Schultz, the same as Schumer. He is in that camp. He's a Jewish he's a traitor to Jewish interests. He's a traitor to American interests. Don't forget, since since the seventh of October. The Biden administration has given $10 billion further in sanction relief to Iran, who sponsors it. You give them $10 billion. The Biden administration is giving humanitarian aid to Gaza, knowing that the government of Gaza is Hamas. They're taking that aid for their own purposes or selling it to fund their war or taking the fuel for use the, f- the fuel rockets to attack Israel. This is Biden. $10 billion to Iran, giving aid to Hamas. It's not going to the people unless they're buying it. What else has he done? Putting restrictions on Israel. When the ceasefire was agreed to exchange hostages, where were the Americans by the way? Mm. Israel has to give three to one. Not one to one, three to one. And Israel has to release terrorists.
2: Yeah,
4: killers, that's, that's crazy. Fighters.
3: To get a woman or a child or an innocent person, they've got to give three terrorists. That, that, that's Biden's idea of a fair exchange. But something else, this is really it. Israel was forced by the Biden administration to agree to stop reconnaissance drones. So, Hamas can use the ceasefire to rearm, refuel, reorganize outside of the surveillance of the Israelis. Oh, we want it for humanitarian reasons, but you can't fly drones over it to make sure we're not using it for military reasons. (laughs) These people like Blinken and Austin and Brown and Obama and perhaps above all, Jake Sullivan and Obama and Susan Rice who are on back of it. They should be held accountable. If it were up to me, there would be tribunals and mm. they'd be put on trial. I believe this is a betrayal, not only of Israel. I believe it is a betrayal of the United States. Yesterday, one of the biggest traitors in history died. Yeah. He without facing man's justice. Henry Kissinger who, when Americans were dying in Vietnam, being killed with weapons supplied by the Soviets and Chinese, opened the door to détente with Russia, increased trade with Russia, opened the door to increased trade with China, while they were supplying the North Vietnamese with the hardware to kill Americans. That was Henry Kissinger with Nixon and Nixon. Well, that he lived to be a hundred years old. Yeah, he was never brought to justice for his betrayal. You know, I thank God that there is going to be God's justice because I have very little faith in man's justice. If there were man's justice, people like George Bush would have been held accountable with Cheney for what they did after September 11th, giving me express visas to the Saudi Arabians. If there was real justice, Barack Obama would have been held accountable for giving $150 billion to Iran while Iran was engaging in terror against Americans, (laughs) if there was real justice, Joe Biden would be hung. You know, know,
1: to to Jacob's point, um, I, I just want to bring it back around to the word. You know, we've been sold for years now that Islam is a religion of peace. And there are many, many secular Muslims, no doubt. But we also have to remember, at the heart of Islam, we're told in, in John, uh, 1 John 2.22, who is a liar except he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Yes. This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Islam does not accept Jesus as the Christ, does not accept him as the Son of God. That is Antichrist, and the kingdom of Antichrist is forming in Europe. The kingdom of Antichrist is forming yep. in northern Michigan. Get get prepared, Christian, because that is why they have to get rid of the Bible, because of verses like that.
3: Correct.
0: Yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming. We've seen it forming. Gert wilder was right 20 years ago. People have been saying it earlier than that. And uh, now we're facing the reality of uh, European countries, American, obviously, uh, the Jewish influence, the liberal Jewish influence in America, has allowed us. They said nothing. Now they're facing a uh, real trouble, anti-Semitism like we've never seen in our country. And now and, they're crying foul, but too late. It, it is too late. They, they, they shut down the 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 Manhattan Bridge. I think it was was it the Manhattan Bridge? Yeah, Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Was it the Brooklyn Bridge? Yeah. Yes. And uh, occupied They shut by, down
3: Grand Central Station at Friday rush hour. Yeah. Oh. They hijacked arms to stay. Memorial Day in Britain, they uh,
0: hijacked it. Now the uh, Rockefeller Square uh, with the Christmas right. tree, uh, up. The, yeah. And uh, was you it know, which, which council in London was it uh, Jay that, that didn't want to have Hanukkah because of the problems that they were going to have if they celebrated Hanukkah? I, f- I forgot which one it was. I, we talked about it earlier, but yeah, Jacob. To your point, go ahead. You're being told in schools that if you teach about the
3: Holocaust, it offends Islam. Wow. Uh, This is what you're dealing with. You know, the kings of the north, the kings of the south. I do see in the book of Daniel God's judgment on the Islamic world. And it's coming, and it's going to be fierce. It's going to be brutal. But I only look to the Lord for justice. When you have the Bush administration during September 11th, when the Saudi Arabians had the Bush administration in their back pocket, Who's going to defend America? Americans are being murdered by Iranians, by the Iranian regime. And when Trump took out Soleimani, you had Scarborough and these left-wing reporters calling him a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Obama oh, gave goodness. $150 billion in frozen assets to Iran to kill Americans while they were killing Americans. Yeah the hundreds of millions they got court-given that was basically laundered money. <laughs> In the opinion of many people, why do they get away with this? Well, they won't get away with it.
0: But they think they do. Yeah, amen. That's right. Uh, Jacob, we don't have a, a whole lot of time, but we'll discuss it next week to see where this is going. But Venezuela just launched an attack okay. against Guiana. Uh, Brazil saying that they've come over the border. We, the, the U.S. has deployed... Uh, has deployed some military, uh, not a whole lot, but there's the assistant brigade, the SFAB, and uh, they're there joining the Gu- Guyanan forces. So another war, another another continent, war, yeah. a war, Jesus said this, but Brazil is on high alert. It looks like another pro-Islamic country like Venezuela, a very pro-Iranian, uh, wants to get there as they've been wanting it for a long time, which is Guyana. So now uh, as a good time to strike, I would imagine, like any any corrupt uh, yeah, well, again, just like with blood. Iran,
3: just like with Iran, and and, and October seventh, the bill being picked up for it by, by Obama and Joe Obama, one hundred fifty billion. Well, we we can thank Biden for picking up the bill for this. Hmm. He put the lid on fracking in America on the Keystone pipeline. And began buying oil again from Venezuela. But they get the money. Biden gave it to them.
0: Yeah. And Maludo was very happy to take it. Now they're using it again. Now, now I mean, not take it. yeah, as Jay said, I think the French will be involved in some way somehow, right? Jay? Well, you know
3: what? You know, Che Guevara and Fidel Castro and Hugo Chavez are in hell having a reunion. It won't be very long before Joe Biden joins them.
0: Mm. Yeah, and in, in, in Venezuela is <laughs> at the front of promoting anti Semitism for sure. Yeah.
3: Not uh, only that, they've had ties with Iran.
0: Yeah, very much so. Deep, deep ties, going back to Hugo Chavez. Uh, uh, Davey, any thoughts? Any final thoughts? We're going to move into backstage. Any final thoughts before we go?
2: Oh, yeah, just quickly, I was just going to say look, the anti Semitism here has just gone like through the roof. In fact, uh, I read an article two days ago that has gone up. 591 percent since October 7th here in this country. It's almost double Germany. I think it's gone up 320 percent in Germany, but we're almost double Germany. So Jews are already feeling unsafe here, and schools have been taking a very, very pro-Palestinian stance. Jewish teachers Thanks. are feeling are being threatened, feeling threatened here. Wow.
0: Well, what a time, isn't it, uh, Jacob? What a time, Jay? What a time, Davy? Yep. Uh, for Christians to preach the gospel to the Jewish people, to stand Amen. and pray with them and for them, that they would come to know the Messiah, that they would come to know Jesus. As Paul the Apostle told them to provoke them to jealousy, our, our destiny with Christ is bound up with their destiny with Christ too. And Paul the Apostle, Let's remember told something. around Acts 11.
3: A time is going to come in Zechariah chapter 12 when the nations will come against Israel are going to be the personal enemies of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is going to be the personal enemy of the nations who come against Israel. Yeah. Now, Israel is going to go under God's judgment for rejecting the Messiah. That is true. They are still his people, and that is still his land. And he will bless those who bless and curse those who curse. May he curse the Biden
0: administration. Yeah, may we may we pray and bless the Jewish people with the gospel of Jesus. That's the gospel that Paul said to the Jew first and then and also to the Gentiles. So you know, God bless it, you. go ahead, take your final thoughts. It
3: happened in London. I know Christians who I was in India at the time. The Jewish people were so moved at the pro Israel demonstration in London, the counter demonstration, to see so many Christians, born again Christians, holding placards and standing with Israel. It was a powerful witness, and the same happened in Washington. Um, we had three hundred thousand plus people demonstrating. So many of them were saved Christians, and the Jewish community saw it. That is a witness in itself. Even a rabbi who vehemently opposes the gospel, like Tuvia Singer, has admitted his heart is is, is moved when he saw the love that Christians have for Israel and the Jews, and there's nothing he can do to deny it. Mm. Eve Tubby Singer admitted that once. Um, Provoke them to jealousy. You want to see a Jew get saved, provoke them to jealousy. Why do you love us when the world hates us? Because of your Messiah who gave us salvation, and he can give you salvation. That's why these things are happening. Amen.
0: Because your Messiah lives in us, and That's he wants right. to live in you. Cuz we have your Messiah. Amen. Hallelujah. I wish Amen. you had him. Yeah. We have your word, we have your scriptures, we have we have your Messiah and we worship the God of Israel. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh Yes. I pray God lifts their lifts their veil from their eyes and open their hearts to the truth of jesus so very good jacob thank you so much we're going to go into backstage and talk about this stuff that we can't talk about on youtube or facebook so we're going to sign off uh i don't know if we have any questions i even forgot to ask the questions but if you do have any questions oh we do all right jacob you're not off the hook today you're gonna to have to answer some so <laughs> okay. thank you. Gladly. god bless you guys we'll see you in
4: backstage all right well welcome back I'm backstage, the part of the program or
0: the episode that our tech overlords definitely don't want us to ask or talk. And uh, pretty soon they're going to want the uh, a facial recognition to do this. So let's take advantage while we can. Uh, Jacob, very good. good good backstage. Let's have a good backstage. Very good catching up. Um, let's ask some questions here if you're ready. Um, the first question here. How did you break the ice in that hotel to ask them about Jesus. I struggle dearly in presenting Jesus. Well, of course, it's a cross-cultural
3: issue. Uh, Encountering somebody in the third world is very different than encountering somebody in the um, first world. It's not like witnessing, sharing your faith in, in North America or Europe or Britain or Australia. It's very different. Generally speaking, generally speaking, People in the third world are much more open to spiritual discussion and spiritual things. In India, I was in a Sikh area, mainly. There were Hindus, there were Muslims, but mainly Sikhs. Sikhs are monotheistic Hindus. Sikhism is a mixture of Sufi, mystical Islam, and Hinduism, but it's monotheistic, okay? They're always happy to talk about spiritual things in the third world, and particularly a place like India. Hindus can always handle another god. If you told a Hindu Jesus is God, that's not a problem. He can accept the, the deity of Christ. He can also <laughs> accept the deity of the cow across the street moving. But yeah, they, they can always accept another god. In India, it's very, very different than witnessing in the Western world. Or the third world is very different, generally. Africa, the same. Africans are very open to spiritual discussion. They're not affected by the enlightenment, um, philosophically, as a culture, and and, and they're more spiritually aware. They typically believe in things like the demonic. Um, Now, they have wrong views of the demonic and the angelic and the afterlife, but they're aware of such things exist, okay? They don't have the stoic rationalism um, or or the pseudo-rationalism of the West. Okay, now, talking to people in the West is different. When you talk to people in the West, remember what the scripture said, "Jews Jews seek a sign, Greeks seek wisdom. You have to give an apologetic, an apologia, a reason to believe. The best general way of sharing Christ in the Western world today is preach the gospel of the kingdom. As Jesus said, the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. You use prophecy. You use end-time events. Look, do you see what's happening in the Middle East? You see this war with Israel and Hamas? Look what the Bible says. Look what Jesus said. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Look, Zechariah 12. The nations are going to come against Jerusalem and against the Jews in Jerusalem. And look upon him who was crucified. This was written centuries before he was born. Learn how to use prophecy. People want to know the future. People know the world is in trouble and heading for some kind of an abyss. People are aware of those things. We can capitalize on that to present the gospel to them. Use prophecy to engage people in evangelistic conversation in the Western world. The developed world, it's Something that can be very different. There is the prophetic aspect, but they're just more spiritually aware anyway. Okay, that's a nutshell answer.
0: Very good, very good, Jacob. Thank you. And it is true. You know, a different culture, in a different world, a different a different yeah. outlook. You have to be able to use the. I mean, the gospels for all cultures and for all people, but we have to use it in, in a way that they could get through these barriers. Well, it's and, the, it's for all cultures, but the way it's presented is culturally sensitive. Absolutely. Uh, another question, Jacob, uh, besides reading Daniel, Revelation, Matthew, any other scriptures that we should also read uh, as also relates to the day, to our age today?
3: Oh, sure. Zechariah, for sure. Okay. Zechariah, for sure. The events that took place before the Babylonian captivity in Jeremiah, for sure. Um, absolutely. Um, the, the book of Joel for sure. Um, yes, absolutely, the minor prophets.
0: All right, so there you have it. Zechariah, especially Zechariah, very much quoted. Uh, you also mentioned Jacob. Ezekiel's quoted in Revelation quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So Ezekiel, almost every
3: quoted. every
0: chapter in Revelation except two quotes from Ezekiel. There you go. Okay, so. We'll so. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you think Revelation 13 will be darkness when no man can work or do you believe it's some other event or is it unclear what it means today
3: by the time you get to Revelation 13 you'll be in the darkness when no man can work
0: that would have arrived that would have arrived by then okay very good regarding AI technology when do you think we will reach singularity
3: I don't know, but I know the drive towards singularity is something we mentioned earlier. Before we went onto our um,
0: backstage, backstage, backstage. Yeah.
3: you are going to have some kind of animated robot that will achieve a functional singularity in a image of the beast. But singularity involves a deeper understanding of the event horizon, of black holes, and of the Bose particle than we have now. All particle physicists all particle physicists are looking at this, and some of them are even obsessed with it. Um if you go deep enough into the black hole across the event horizon, will you reach singularity? Mm. Um, th- that is their thinking. That is very much their thinking. And they're looking for the God particle. Yeah. Now, what Antichrist will do is claim to have the God particle.
0: That is very good. Very good, Jacob. Uh, good morning from the city of May Me- Quayan in the province of Bulacan in the Philippines. So good morning from okay. the Philippines. My question is this. Do you think that independent channels like Rumble and others like it will be censored by the government?
3: They will eventually try to censor it. Of course, they'll try to control the flow of all information. Very good. Right, yeah. now, right now, they're free. Take advantage of them while you can. But I wouldn't bank on them remaining that way.
1: I would just yeah. like to point out also that the UK and France have already tried to censor yeah. Rumble.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and I think it's further more than that, Jay. Right? It would be the internet. They would try to censor the internet yeah. in a sense of having a permission just to get onto the internet. So, uh, if yeah. you don't want uh, the you know the dog tag that's going to come with the uh, digital ID, I would suggest you get uh, you get a hard drive, external hard drive that's not connected to the internet and download as much stuff from Jacob Prash and Morial Ministries as much as you can. Put it on a hard drive that's not connected to the Internet, and uh, and enjoy the Bible studies there, because it's going to be very difficult to oh, get done.
3: We, we, we can thank Barack Obama for betraying America and oh, betraying freedom.
0: 2015, and then, and then yeah. He turned it over to the globalists. Yeah, he turned it over to, he said, the the most freedom, uh, freedom-loving freedom countries. What did he say? Saudi Arabia, Iran, China. Yeah. In Russia. And he turned it over to the UN, and the UN have oversight over the internet now. (laughs) So, well, it is what it is at this point, Jacob. Matthew 24, Peter, James, and John asking questions, asking Jesus, what will be the signs, what will the signs be? Do they know any of the Hebrew scriptures, did they know any of the Hebrew scriptures then?
3: Yes, for sure, because Jesus mentioned the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel. I gotcha. Okay. Well, they-
0: Very good. So, yeah, they had a Hebrew background to the to the to, yeah. to to the scriptures by the time they asked Jesus these questions. All right, one last one, Jacob. Do you think anti- the rise of anti-Semitism is a tool used by God to gather more Jews back to Israel?
3: I think that God brings good out of evil. The way that God allowed the demonic powers of Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler to perpetrate these genocidal atrocities against humanity and against the Jews. Don't forget, Stalin was also an anti-Semite. He killed Zinoviev and Trotsky and, Jews yeah. and Jewish had rivals. Had a lot more Jews, yeah. Yeah, then the Soviets made Jews refuse Um I think God allowed those two tyrants. Now, mm. it was the devil trying to destroy the Jews and so forth and so forth, but God allowed it. Had there not been a Holocaust, there would not have been the international sentiment in the UN to vote for the partition. God definitely brings good from evil, and he will continue to use anti Semitism to that end. Already, he's using anti Semitism in France to cause the French Jewry to
0: relocate to Israel. That's just one example. Quite a bit of them. Quite a bit of them, yeah. Over the past 10, 15 years, quite a bit of them. Israel, you used to hear like a lot of
3: Romanian. A lot of Yiddish, a certain amount of Ladino, which was Spanish, but <laughs> remaining Yiddish. And then came the uh, Russians. And mm-hmm. then, like the Moroccan Jews, and that spoke Arabic. You'd hear those languages. And you still hear them, and you still hear a lot of Russian. But what you're really beginning to hear now is French. Hmm. In Haifa, television, you're, you're hearing French all over the
0: place. <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? And even but in France, that. 700,000 Jews, and they're getting out of there. And I don't blame them. No, I understand. Even in Sweden, right? Uh, oh, Malmo, yep. quite a bit of yep. Jewish community now. Now in Israel, so yep. very interesting. Well, I think that's all the questions we have. Thank you so much for the questions. I did want to bring up this one final subject, and we'll just get Jacob and Jay and Davy to talk about it real quick, and then we will move on. And this is the new disease that's coming on: wide long syndrome. Looks like a playbook for twenty twenty four election, perhaps. Uh I'm gonna play this. This is from uh Chinese news media. This is the way Chinese news media controlled by the CCP is playing out this new virus that it's in two provinces now in China, near Beijing. Uh but just you can watch this. it isn't it is in the Mandarin, uh, but you can read the subtitles.
4: 首都机场的海关在进口快线当中查获了一批蛮豹的生物质品如果是生物實驗室使用的話
0: The idea, of course, is they're blaming the U.S. for this new virus. Very similar to what happened with the last one, the COVID-19 one. And they're saying, well, the U.S. has these labs and they're bringing it to us like diphtheria. And now all these Chinese people are getting sick. Now in America, we have A warning, pneumonia in children in Ohio, Massachusetts. It's called the white lung one. Uh, California uh, hasn't reported anything, but nonetheless, you have biolabs, CCP biolabs found in Northern California here, illegal ones uncovered recently. So I'll leave it up to you guys. Who wants to talk first? Mysterious pneumonia outbreak. G goes to San Francisco just a couple of months before this or about a month before this meets with Gavin Newsom, meets with Joe Biden. Now we have a new disease up in China, comes to the States. Now there's talks about a new COVID, new lockdowns, new, more vaccines. Uh, coincidence. What do you guys think? Playbook. We're right in the midst of, uh, of an election cycle. 2024 is around the corner. Jacob Prash.
3: Let's look at it in the context of what happened the last time, <clears throat> and what still has ramifications. Fauci lied about COVID. They bent over backwards to try to prevent the public from knowing that the United States government funded research in Wuhan. When people said it was a Chinese virus or a Wuhan virus, they were accused of racism and anti-Chinese <laughs> racism. They always yeah. played the race card. They yeah, always yeah. played the a race card. Okay. <clears throat> the pharmaceutical companies were indemnified by the taxpayers. They couldn't be sued. Scientific opinion of, of the highest caliber, such as Robert Malone or that French scientist of, who won the Nobel Prize from the Pasteur Institute, or even um, Eden from, oh, yeah, from Michael Pfizer. Eden.
4: Yeah.
3: Michael Eden. They, they were suppressed in favor of Whoopi Goldberg telling people to get vaccinated. <laughs> The people who invented (coughs) uh, MM mRNA technology, biogenetic engineering, were suppressed so people would instead listen to Whoopi Goldberg. Um, This is what you had. Politicization, certainly of the World Health Organization, of the CDC in Atlanta, of the National Institute of Health, and of the FDA. That's what you had. It was all lies. Some people... Like uh, Senator Rand Paul, who was a physician himself, um, tried to call to accounts in the Senate, but the Biden administration was able to do what it did, all based on lies, and it tried to cover up the truth about war. Second thing we have to understand is this. The typical Chinese strategy to deflect blame away from the party China's in economic trouble? Oh, this is because of American embargoes of microchips. Or it's because of what the West is doing, trying to sabotage our economy. The party never can be blamed for anything. You blame foreign interests for trying to subvert or sabotage the Chinese economy. Now they're going to do the same thing with the white lung syndrome. You have to blame somebody else instead of blaming the party. Yeah. Blaming foreign interests, particularly the United States and Japan, particularly the United States and Japan, you blame foreign interests in order to protect the party. It's not our fault our country's being attacked by these foreigners. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it is the policies of the party that are largely responsible for these things, you have to deflect blame. That is simply the game that's played. Now, you wonder how people can be so stupid as to believe the party while well, they control the media. I'd like to propose a question. You have a former school teacher who speaks with bad grammar who's now the mayor of Chicago, and he accused Republicans last week, this week, of trying to reverse or not accept the consequences of the Civil War. He was too stupid to know that the Republican Party was the party founded on the premise of abolition, that it was the abolitionist party and that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican and an abolitionist. Not only is he a moron, he assumes everybody else is a moron. And (laughs) most of the people in Chicago are morons because they vote for him. Well, China is like that to the power of 10. China is like like that to the power of 10 well somebody can come out an independent media and say that the mayor of chicago johnson is a moron which he is is a man of obviously subhuman intelligence apparently to say what he said about the civil war uh, too stupid to know that lincoln and the republicans were the abolitionists and the democrats were, 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 were party of slavery too stupid to know it <clears throat> um in china nobody can respond there's no media inside china that's right that can criticize the party line or challenge what you hear in the media that's controlled by the government they control the internet i was in china once they shut down the internet now there were christians who knew how to get links through Hong Kong so I could get email and things like this. There was a cyber underground inside China that they worked out through Hong Kong. But everybody else, there was a party conference going on and all this corruption was being exposed in Beijing. And the Chinese party and government closed down the internet. There's nobody going to tell the Chinese people any alternative, any alternative. You might get some of an alternative in Hong Kong or Macau or obviously in Taipei in Taiwan but in China itself there's no alternative media there's nobody who can challenge the propaganda their basic way is to blame foreigners for anything that happens internally that they are responsible for it doesn't matter if it's the shadow banking crisis it doesn't matter if it's the property bust It doesn't matter if it's deflation. It doesn't matter what it is. And it doesn't matter if it's COVID or white lung syndrome. It's the fault of America and Japan. That is their standard response. That is how they operate. And there's no media in China and no social media going to challenge it.
0: No, that's very good. Go ahead, Jay.
1: So going back to the report that we just watched, not many people know this, but... In Chinese and Japanese, each character has double or triple or sometimes four meanings. Mm. So, just for Moriel, I'm just going to translate that news that we just watched, that newscast from China, but I'm going to give you what it actually was saying, okay? First Mm. of all, our great leader has just visited San Francisco, and his his many pets relieved themselves on your streets, Mm. and... We found that our investment in the Biden family has not been giving us adequate returns. Mm. Therefore, we want you to know that even though Gav- Gavin Newsom was trying very hard to court our leader, we feel that it was insufficient for us to continue the Shirah that we are friends. Therefore, mm. now we have to villainize you. That's
0: uh, that, 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 a
1: that very good translation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I should just bring Jane and have him listen to Z Ping all day, and then he can tell me what exactly what he meant, because <laughs> that's really what what that stick is. Uh, but Jay, do you find it coincidental? He comes, he sees, he conquers, he goes back. Then this abrupt, abruptly comes up. Now you got an election cycle uh, just about to happen because we've been in an election cycle, but really things happen in twenty twenty four. Coincidental to you? Not at all. Everything.
1: You have to understand that the way that Chinese uh, do things, nothing is a coincidence. Everything is highly orchestrated when it comes to the yep. government level. They've looked at it from all angles in, as far as planning, and when they roll it out, it's almost like rolling out an actual play or production. Everyone right. has it's the all- posture.
0: Everything is choreographed.
3: Yes. Everything.
0: So these videos, Jay, that we've seen, you know, people on the bus stop dropping, kids not going to school, what is it, seven thousand go to the hospitals in Beijing, thirteen thousand in Taiji, and they're calling it white lung syndrome. Theatrics, Kabuki theater.
1: It it could be, or there there could be uh that could be footage from when? Maybe twenty nineteen, twenty twenty? I mean, I don't true. know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Now people see that and they freak out. You know, Massachusetts, Ohio, seem to be probably other states. The UK is saying that they have some cases. So, um, where does it all go? In your opinion,
1: It goes to the old saying: "You should trust but verify."
4: Mm.
1: It's that simple. It, you know, they're gonna—they're obviously gonna try to weaponize um, the people's propensity to overthink. Illness yeah. like COVID 19, airborne, white lung syndrome, whatever it is. And they're going to try to suppress votes. And they're going to, yeah. we need to go back to mail in ballots. It's the only way to pe- keep oh, people yep. safe.
0: Just in time, yep. December 2019. Sounds vaguely familiar,
2: Davey. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that just while I'm on the for that Jay had. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, who did she meet with when he was in the States? He met with. Newsom. He met with Biden. Look, the Democrats are desperate. They they know there's no way they're going to win an honest and open election next year. So they've got to come up with some skullduggery or corruption. What better way than to have another pandemic? But this is exactly what we saw happen in 2019. Both you and I, we were over in the UK with Jacob for a conference there when we were first getting the reports of some mysterious illness in China um yeah it wasn't much longer you know in march we were all getting locked down two weeks to flatten the curve all that all that sort of stuff <laughs> as uh some of uh, paul said in the chat it's kind of like does this mean we have to stock up on toilet paper again uh <laughs> but um yeah and, and this was right before the 2020 election now we're seeing the same thing same time of year november you've just been here we're getting reports of some Yeah, you know White lung syndrome. This time, it's kind of like, yeah, that sounds a little bit more frightening. Uh, so it, it's the same playbook. You think they'd be a little bit more, um, a little bit more um, inventive and that kind of thing. You're a little bit more creative. You know, come up with something different. I do think it's going to be a lot more brutal this time. I, I think it'll be a way they may actually try to stop uh, a twenty twenty four election. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, they they know they're desperate. They have got to hang on to it. Um, right. But uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say. I've gone blank. Sorry. (laughs) No worries.
0: worries. If you think about it, yeah, let me know.
2: Uh, But
0: uh, Jacob, do you think this is uh, uh, out of the CCP playbook? Obviously, you know, a real flu, a real disease, but not as hyped as they make it out to be. And then comes a rollout of lockdowns and, and government medicine. But now it's changed a bit, isn't it? Because now we have a war. Now we have diseases. Now we have... A digital world that was a lot more, it's a lot more nefarious than it was back in 2019 when we were in the U.S. China, everything is choreographed.
3: Right now, there is a combination of factors in China. It's not one. It's the synergistic combination. Deflation. Mm. Youth unemployment. Capitalist investment by foreign businesses and industries. Out the door. The real estate bust. Yeah. Um, it, it's a combination of things, hap- shadow banking. It's a combination of things happening in concert. Okay. They're heading for some kind of trouble. Their growth is not the 5% they're saying it's less than that. And it's <laughs> declining. Um, they're heading for some kind of trouble. So therefore, they're going to need to have some way to blame it on something, so they'll get another pandemic. It work, you know what I'm saying? They'll that, that's <laughs> it, works. Work. it works. Then they'll, then they'll blame it on on the West. Yeah. Okay, that's just the way they operate. You know what I mean? That's just the way they operate, and they got people in the West on their payroll. That's just that's just the way that they operate. But you, you, yes, yeah. absolutely. I believe the Democratic Party is so corrupt that they will. Exploit manipulate this in an election year if they can to rig the election. Mm. I believe they would certainly do that. They're mm. corrupt, evil people, enemies of
0: democracy. Mm. You think a lot of Western powers, Jacob, a lot of Western countries will act in the same way that they acted in 2020 with the yes. lockdowns, furious lockdowns. You know, because you, know, you have similar people in power. You still have Trudeau, we don't have our, our den anymore. Uh, You you do have Biden, you know, which came a little bit after 2020, but uh, will they act in concert to really? uh, Quite possibly. Yeah. Yes, quite possibly, yes. Very interesting. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, I think that's all I got. I know we're coming down to, yeah, David, oh, you got it. Look, China should never have been let off the hook too. It's kind of like investigation into um, the origins of the original one, it should have, the West should never have let China off the hook. And now this is what we're going to see. They're more yeah. emboldened. They're more, they'll be more brazen this time. And we can expect, yeah. yeah. Uh, remember, Klaus Schwab said China was a role model for the yeah. rest of the world. And it's kind of like the extreme things we saw in China. Don't be surprised if we see, you know, that kind of level more yeah. in the West. That time.
0: Yeah. And my final thoughts, Jacob, as Christians, were so devastated from this lockdown because it just seemed like they were so ill prepared and, and churches broke up and things happened and fellowships broke up. People turn against each other over this. And we've been, we've been really in Montreal, our church, CCOD and other churches have gone so far to the extent of like bringing people back together and bringing Christians back together to be ready for not only to get ready for the coming of Jesus, but stay in fellowship, promote the gospel. Uh, it seemed like it, it could happen again, similar to what happened in 2020. Uh, any thoughts, anything that you can say to believers about if things were to happen like this, not abandon ship. should another step towards the faith.
3: church. It will be another step towards the church becoming an underground movement, meeting in homes. Yeah. The, the thing to watch for is them putting restrictions on the internet. Yeah. Um, they will try to, to restrict more and more what Christians can say on the internet. Yeah. Uh, they're already doing it. That's why we're, we're on this yeah. uh-huh, alternative platform. Um, that's why we're doing what we're doing at this very moment. Um, I do think it's something that will push the church more to getting ready for its final showdown before the rapture. It'll be an underground movement. That's what I think will likely happen if it materializes along the same lines, if they're able to do it. But again, the corruption of the political establishment in, in the United States is
0: is, is, is Stalinist. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for staying up with us. I know you're tired. You're jet lagged. You always do what is necessary for God's people to hear the word. So we appreciate you so much. And thank, and thank the Lord you came back, uh, you know, well. I know India is tough to travel. and, and I yeah, know it is. But here we are. Yeah, but here you are. So uh, God bless you, dear brother. Thank you, Jay. Thank, thank you, baby. Thank you for all those who have been watching and staying up with us. Wherever you may be, Australia, New Zealand, you're on my heart. Uh, uh, miss you guys and, and, and we hope to see you soon. But thank you for being on there. For all those in the states, the UK, South Africa, for all those who've been watching, even in the Philippines, in Argentina, in Latin America, may the Lord richly bless you. Gloria al Señor. God bless you guys. Que Dios lo bendiga. Viva Cristo. As Jacob would say, uh, demos gracias al Señor. God bless you guys. We thank the Lord. Thank Amen. Thank you, and we'll see you again next week, Jacob. Next week, Lord Willie will be here. God bless.